welcome back to the Doxology Podcast. My name is Lucas Stock. And my name is Jens Nelson. And this is a podcast dedicated to journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Join us as we discuss and investigate theology and the Christian life, striving for unity amongst our diversity as members of Christ's church. Um, today's episode is going to be a little more perhaps, or at least the motivation for it is a little more personal than most of our episodes, because uh, I have been all over the place <laughs> this last weeks. I'm two weeks into my semester at school um, and like one month into a new job. And I'm also working a couple hours at school. So like it's been a crazy adjustment period these last couple weeks with lots of reading and um, trying to find the time to to read, to get back, you know, to remember what it's like to, <laughs> to have a semester uh, workload to deal with as well as, you know, a new work schedule and all that stuff. So I am super tired. I spilled water all over my table right before we hit record. And um, I feel like that's just kind of a good symbol for how these last couple of weeks have felt, which lead, led me to say, what if we just kind of talked a little bit back and forth about this idea of being tired, of being weary and overwhelmed and exhausted. And I think that that's something that I would bet every person who is listening to this episode not only has experienced, but is experiencing currently in some facet of their life, right? I mean, we yeah. can be tired physically because we had to stay up late doing homework because we had to work all day and go to class before that. Or we can be tired emotionally because there's this really difficult circumstance with someone in our family or a loved one who's, you know, making these choices that are really weighing on you and you're concerned for them. So you're just emotionally very drained. Um, or, or spiritually even, we are maybe wrestling with doubts or, are, you know, like I always used to remember, I remember always hearing growing up in youth group and stuff, like we're talking about like spiritual dry seasons. And that I think can lead to a sense of spiritual weariness if, if you know, if you look back and you're like, man, it's been weeks or months even. And, and I just, I feel like my prayers don't, aren't going anywhere. I'm not seeing any fruit in my life. I'm, um, I'm not experiencing the joy of, of, of worship in church or, or a fellowship or of my, you know, relationship to Christ. All of those things I think are different ways that we experience weariness and I think that weariness is a really good word. It, to, at least maybe it's just the way I've heard it used, but it, it, it seems to evoke a little bit more than just saying tiredness, right? Like it means you're tired, but I think it, it carry for me, at least it carries with it this sense of like ongoing, you know, I'm not just tired because I didn't sleep well last night, but I'm tired because I haven't been sleeping well. I'm weary, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I think that that reflects an experience of, of just living that, that, like I said, everyone I think is experiencing in some way, um, probably at this very moment. I mean, it's been a tough year and a half, almost two years. <laughs> it's been, you know, just it, like, especially um, as we're recording this, yesterday was the 20th anniversary of 9-11, which is, you know, for, I mean, countless people is a major marker 
you know, a major anniversary of a life changing event of a, a world changing event in many ways, which is, it's not unique. You know, there, there are, unfortunately it's, it's not a unique occurrence that there is a, you know, tragedy that forever marks a nation or a culture or the world. Um, and that is wearisome to, to look around and, and to, to see the, the tragedies of natural disasters and of war and of strife and of violence and all these things, um, I think contribute to weariness. And, and for me, like I said, a lot of it has just come from being, I went from not being that busy over the summer to being, you know, to, to 14 hour days between class and work and, and homework and trying to figure out how to like wake up in time in the morning. And already I've overslept and missed things and it's only been two weeks. So I just, I feel this overwhelming um, schedule that, that is just like so many things to get done. And I wanted to take some time to talk about that in this format, because it is something we're, we've all experienced in our experiencing. And it's not something that, that, that the Lord doesn't speak to right? Um, it's not something that is un, un, you know, disconnected from all the other things that we've been talking about over this, this little show that we do. It's not, it's not something that's disconnected from the Trinity that we just talked about on Friday. It's not something that's disconnected from the pursuit of joy that we just talked about with Dr. Ortland couple weeks ago or last week i don't know when this episode's coming out we recorded it like week. three weeks ago but yeah it came out like a week ago um so yeah i don't know I, I i've probably rambled enough um and i've kind of introduced sort of what has got me thinking about this topic so i don't know you know put you on the spot a little bit i guess jen's like where 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 have you not necessarily right this moment but like when you when you think about or if you were to think about you know the experience of being weary of feeling this, this worn outness, right? Like, where does that, where, where does your mind go when you yeah. think about that in your own life? Yeah. I mean, there are probably lots of instances, like this is not a, like you said, unfortunately, not a unique scenario being, being uh, people of this earth, uh, being sinners, being sufferers, being people who on the one hand endure, countless injustices, countless uh, hardships as a result of others, things that are inflicted upon us by those outside of us. But at the same time, we also endure hardship, trials, difficulty because of the hardships that we inflict upon ourselves uh, as also fellow sinners and, um, you know, just people living in this world. So when I think about my own life, my own sin, my own suffering, my own difficulty, my own weariness, um, I think most recently, you know, right around the time that we started this podcast. So you and I started brainstorming in the fall of 2019. So that's crazy that we're coming up on two years since yeah, we started just... like brainstorming it. Right. We didn't start releasing episodes till February slash March of 2020. So there right. was some brainstorming. There was some, you know, prepping to get goods and you know microphones and such, but um, during that season, I had just left my full-time job as a youth pastor, right? So for about a year and a half, I was a youth pastor in the suburbs. You know, that's come up from time to time. Uh, I had just been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Um, you know, so money's super tight. We're having some hardship between, you know, relationships at church. Um, I'm, we're leaving a church, a job that we thought we were going to be at much longer. 
Uh, I have this medical diagnosis. I'm trying to figure out like insulin and carbs and cutting out sugar. And it was just kind of like this whirlwind, this, this basically June, 2019 until, um, I mean, even until it, it all kind of like flowed right into COVID actually. So, I mean, it's it, it, so for me anyway, it seems like it's been the better part of two years. And it's not to say that there haven't been good times. It's not to say that there hasn't been joy and, and gladness, but uh, a big chunk of the last two years certainly feels like a lot of weariness, a lot of, um, you know, feeling downtrodden, feeling, um, sometimes like there's no hope. Uh, I mean, there's all these, you know, like you said, all these things that happen. So, um, in, in September of, of 2019, we moved back to our hometown of Stoughton, Wisconsin. And, um, in moving here, we, I, I didn't find a job very quickly. It took about a month for me to get a job. It's actually kind of funny. Literally a week ago, Lucas, I got an email from none other than your employer, Starbucks. Um, the email said, Hey, we've reviewed your application and we've decided to move on. I'm like, I applied at Starbucks in September of 2019. And two years later, you're sending me the rejection email. Like that is Yikes. absolutely, <laughs> I mean, maybe they were just going through some crazy backlog or, you know, looking through their old, ar you know, archives of, you know. Well, why take the time? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So it's like, it just goes to show that even places like Starbucks, like I, back in 2019, they just weren't hiring or I was overqualified for some jobs, underqualified for others. So I ended up just taking a job at a convenience store uh, to sort of, you know, get our bearings. We needed money, had to pay to live, had to eat. So uh, I took a job that I wouldn't have ever wanted to take necessarily, but, you know, in the weariness, in the difficulty, in the hardship, uh, there were certainly moments of, of learning opportunities where I, I, I was stretched, where I was encouraged. Um, and that's sort of, I think the message that will land on here towards the end of this is that even in the midst of weariness, like how do we still find joy? How do we still find satisfaction? Uh, but, but in that season, it is difficult. I mean, I remember come, I, I would work three to 11 shifts almost every day. And I, I hardly had like day shifts. So I went from having like a nine to five, you know, Monday through, well, as much as a Monday through Friday as being a pastor can be, but um, I, so just like literally a, a crazy schedule of working three to 11, um, you know, on my feet the whole time and it's go, go, go. Like it's, it, it was just kind of a, a nightmare for, for a number of reasons. It, it wasn't what I wanted to do. Uh, I think we were still dealing with some of the hurt of, you know, leaving a church and the difficulty of all, all that that entails. So all of this to say, it was, it was, it was the time most recently in my mind of weariness. And then, and then, then we go straight into a, a global pandemic just mere months later, uh, where we're suddenly at home all the time. Uh, there's, you know, mandates and social distancing. And we had just started going to a new church that we really liked. And then we stopped going there because they, they were, we weren't meeting. And then in this period of like COVID and like not having church other than online church, like all this turmoil happened at that church where the, where the pastor basically left and resigned and like just all this, it, it just seems like every, every day there's something new, something on the news, something on social media, in your families, you know, whatever it might be, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's, I feel like even weariness as good of a word as it is, isn't quite capturing the emotions that I've felt, especially since 2019, just, um, at times, I guess you could say words like dread, um, 
frustration, anger, but um, for now we will use this word weariness. But I will say, as we sort of transition here, I think we've both talked enough about our, our some of our experiences, some of uh, you know the, these things that can contribute to weariness. Um, I think it's time to sort of maybe think about this uh, biblically, think about it historically, like what, how has this been talked about, discussed? Um, I know personally for me, a book that came out during the pandemic uh, in early 2020, a book that was hugely instrumental in, in helping me sort of like reframe the way that I thought about a lot of what was going on was the book Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland, not Gavin, but one of his brothers, Dane Ortland. Uh, wrote the book Gentle and Lowly, and the subtitle is a heart, uh, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. Um, and so starting with that premise of like, as hum- as humans, as, as being part of this humanity, uh, being sinners, being people who sin, who act in a way that is contrary to the way that God would want us to live, uh, as well as being sufferers. So endure- enduring suffering at the hands of other people, um, simply by circumstance, whether it be intentional or not. But um, just really helping, especially the Christian, reshape, reorient their vision on what it means to be a sinner, what it means to be a sufferer, what it means that Christ is gentle and lowly in heart, uh, what it means that he is near, that he cares for those who are weary, that he uh, He asks us to put our burdens upon him because he can bear them. Uh, it was, I mean, I've mentioned this book dozens of times on air, but for me anyway, my, you know, some of my darkest it's I, sometimes it sounds so cheesy to say, but in some of those like darkest hours and some of those days that seemed most bleak, uh, this book was, certainly was a small ray of, of light. So I don't know anything come to your mind from some of what I'm saying here, uh, anything that s- sticks out as far as like scripture speaking about these things or, or whatever. Yeah. Something that came to mind when I was thinking about coming into this topic was I forget which, which Psalm, it's from, but the, in the Psalms somewhere, <laughs> there is um, um, one that I think it's the opening of the Psalm is like, um, uh, I look to the hills from where does my help come? Um, and there's a, I also forget the name of this. <laughs> I'm very prepared as you can tell, but um, there's actually a, a Christian standfill, like praise and worship uh, song that kind of takes that as the, um, one of the refrains in that song. That's it's a really encouraging song. It's a really catchy song. It's a really good song. Um, but uh, that idea obviously is much wider than being physically, mentally, emotionally like worn out. But it's certainly not less than being weary and worn out to. To, to say to our souls, you know, where, where does my help come from? And, and to look, you know, as, as the Psalm says, to look to the hills, to look toward Zion, right? To look toward the throne of, of God and, and to, to, you know, there, there are so many ways to take that imagery of, of you know, of, of imagining ourselves like literally turning ourselves towards him, right? It, it, to sort of help you know at least it helps me you know to kind of like picture myself like physically turning to to kind of help me to um grasp 
that, that reframing, you know, that mm. recentering my, my imaginary gaze, you know, helps to re recenter my mental gaze or my spiritual gaze. I think, I, I think that, I don't know if that makes sense, but um, I've always, I've always found that to, to sort of have these mental pictures of, of as if I was literally looking towards God. Right. Um, it, it helps me to, to actually look towards God when I imagine myself doing that. And yeah, and, and like I said, it, it certainly is um, not limited to, to feeling weary or feeling worn out. But um, I think that that is a really, it, it, that's, that's a, a line and, and a psalm that, that frequently does come to mind when I find myself just overwhelmed or, you know, dealing with the pain and difficulties of living just a normal life, you know, um, and, and also like, I think you kind of get from what you and I are both saying, like to, as far as what this, what spurred on this topic and what this topic evokes is there's a lot, it's, it's a totally mixed bag of, of different things that go on that we all, that, that we're both, <coughs> excuse me, associating with weariness, right? Like from legitimate, like painful things all the way up to just like, man, I'm just busy, <laughs> you yeah. know, like. And, and everything in between. Um, and all of that falls under that, into that sort of, that, that feeling of, of just contributing to wearing ourselves out or being worn out. And in the midst of that, or at the, at the bottom of all that, I think is this, this great invitation to, to look to where our help comes from. Cause I know for me, um, when I, when I'm struggling with whatever it might be, whether it's uh, relational strife or, fears about the world or the future or you know uh <laughs> stress about getting all my schoolwork done you know whatever it is like when i'm feeling that overwhelming kind of like you know what am i going to do it 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 does really feel like i i find myself with nowhere to turn right and when there's nowhere for me to turn on my own that's the perfect reminder that my help does not come from myself, right? And and we can think of other Psalms and other places in scripture where where you know we read about about rat, you know, like don't trust in princes and chariots and um, but trust in, in the Lord your God and and look at all of the, you know, every single battle that Israel ever wins is <laughs> has nothing to do with Israel's armies, right? Um, and it's it's that same kind of thing. On, on an individual level where all of the little battles that we, that we face that are just part of life. Um, some are bigger than others, but all of the ones that, that the little things that we deal with at the end of the day, I, I don't, I don't really ever want to be in a place where I think I'm conquering these little challenges or mm. obstacles. You know, I, I don't want to think that, man, good thing. I'm good at time management and <laughs> am smart and really, you know, I'm, I'm a good student, you right. know, cause I look at some of my classmates and they're just not as good as me. And I'm just, you know, good, good thing. I, I am so good so that I can, you know, get all this stuff done and I'm not super tired cause I got enough sleep. Hmm. Like that's, that's not a place I want to be in. And, and that's such a petty thing to begin with, you know, imagine, you know, if that's how I'm acting when I'm ta- thinking about my papers or whatever, like, what am I going to be like when I'm dealing with like, a relationship with with a loved one who's struggling hmm. or if i'm you know serving at church and i'm and i'm and i'm talking with someone who's going through something and and i have an opportunity to minister to them like 
it, you know, that, 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 that's not going to last very long. Right. You know, if it, if it's just us trying to help ourselves, whether we're, you know, we just got to figure the right things out or we just got to make the right decisions or we just got to try hard enough. Like, I don't, that's a big see burden. As, I mean, that makes one yeah, even yeah, seem more weary true. to think that like, we have to do this on our own. That's like heaping burdens upon people that perhaps we were never meant to bear. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think definitely. And, and, and like I said, that's a Psalm that frequently comes to mind. Where does my help come from? And then I, I feel like it, another thing that, that frequently comes to mind and that came to mind thinking about um, this discussion is, um, is, you know, and, and this is kind of obvious, like come to me all who are weary and heavy laden my, and I will give you rest. And for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. That, that is the promise of, of, of Christ. That, that is the, that is the life of faith. Right. And um, obviously, even as I say that I'm the one saying I'm super worn out and tired right now. So, you know, that it's not, it's not a genie in a bottle, you know, that just gives you, you know, you get, I'm not going to be tired anymore. Uh, I'm going to have lots of money and my relationships are going to be easy there. Name it and claim it, name it and claim it friend. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, um, But what that does mean is when I do look to the Hills and, and, and recall to myself that my help does come from the Lord. I, I, I know who that Lord is. And it is the Lord who is gentle and, and lowly. It is, mm. it is the, the, the Christ who has an easy yoke and an easy, a light burden, not the burdens that are forced on me by others and by myself, but, but the burden of um, the good shepherd, right? <clears throat> and, and, and we can keep going, right? Psalm, you know. Like every Christ psalm, the, basically. <laughs> every psalm, but like Christ is the good shepherd. We go to Psalm 23. And what, mm. what is the picture of Christ's shepherding of us in Psalm 23? It is not one of, you know, heavy burdens and labors, you know, under our own strength. But it, it's the opposite. It's it's the it's the rest that was promised that, that um, you know, that Joshua was unable to deliver because it was coming in, in the new Joshua, you know, the... Jesus that that we read about in Hebrews and um, that Sabbath rest that God's people have been looking forward to for thousands of years um, it it begins now it's it's not it's not really realized yet um, which is why we're having this discussion and why right. I'm confident that everyone understands what we're talking about <laughs> even if you are not having a hard time at work right now and you're not you know adjusting to a busy school semester you know like um even if even if you feel like things like in in your your life you you know you're in a season of of relative you know smoothness like you still know what we're talking about and and but that 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 is being fulfilled you know um it's it's fulfilled in many small ways in, in our lives now and it's it's being fulfilled one day uh where we all enter into that rest for eternity um but it it feels insufficient to just kind of sit here and, and recall some of these, um, some of these memorable passages that speak to this issue. And just to kind of say like, yeah, Christ is the answer. Yeah. You know, we're, 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 we're going home one day, you know, but you know, 
obviously there, there, there are, there's more to say to someone in this or that specific circumstance. But on the other hand, I do, I do think I want to kind of remind myself even that like, yeah, I, I had the blessing of growing up in a youth group that taught me this, that pointed me to Christ and, and continuing to be part of churches that did the same and to be devoting my years of, of higher education, first of all, to have access to higher education and to devote it to, to devote those years to the study of God's word in a way that most people don't get the opportunity to do. Um, all of that means it, it's easy to be tempted to say, yes, that's true. We need to look to Christ, but we need to figure out, you know, what's the real answer, you know, like that's true, of course, but what's the, what's, what's, you know, step two. Right. And, and, and like I said, there, there are, there is more to be said, but I don't think that we ought to be thinking of Christ as our shepherd and, and, and our rest and our, um, our, our easy yoke and, and our, our source of, of peace and comfort and rest in our time of weariness. Um, that, that, that isn't, uh, insufficient answer, right? That, that is the answer. And all of the more specific answers we're giving are, are part of that being worked out in people's lives. I think that's, that's what I believe at least. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm just like thinking through some of my own lived experience, the experience of those that I'm close to, whether it's family or friends or just acquaintances even. And, you know, it can be really easy like we've said a couple of times to, to sort of throw out scripture passages, to throw out, you know, cliches as sort of band-aids or, you know, even if we intend it well to say something like, you know, well, you know, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose, right? Like great truth, awesome reality, not necessarily the best thing to say to somebody who is en- enduring suffering or is, is weary or downtrodden. Um, you know, maybe, in the right context. Uh, but I'm just, I'm specifically thinking of our social media world where everything is so like reactionary, everything's so quick. It's so fleeting. Um, and sometimes we're, we're so quick to type something out. Um, and we can't necessarily take it back as quickly. And so I'm just, one of the practical things that came to mind as I was content. So I should back up. We were camping this weekend. We just got back this morning. So like there was a lot of time sitting around a fire, um, and just like thinking about these ideas. And, and one of the things that came to mind for me was just to, to have a heart of like one humility, um, but two, like a disposition to be slow to speak, um, to recognize that the person on the other side of that screen, the person on the other side of that phone is a person that they're a real human enduring real hardship, real difficulty, whether it be financial health, um, uh, you know, think of our, our, our black brothers and sisters who endure um, hardships far more frequently than we do. Um, just like all these things. I mean, you, d- you just do not understand. It's like that old cliche, like, you know, you don't know what it's like until you walk a mile in somebody else's shoes, right? To know what somebody is actually enduring, what somebody's actually going through. Um, I know I've at least personally had my own instances where I've like, not been like put in my place, but I've, I've, I've gained perspective on you know, for example, getting diagnosed with diabetes. I had no idea what that was like. I literally have a cousin who's had type one diabetes her whole life. Um, but until I was in those shoes, until I was enduring it too, 
I had no idea what it was like. I didn't know the the burden, the uh, financial hardship that could arise, like just these things that are so foreign until you live it. Um, so to be somebody who's humble enough to admit, okay, I don't know everything. Uh, I don't understand everything. I don't know what else. I don't know what everybody else is going through. Um, so I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to be charitable in my dealings with other people. Um, because, you know, when we, when we think about a world that is so overrun with, with, I think, I think it's safe to say that a lot of people, well, I, I'm trying to be careful even with how I say this, but um, maybe this isn't true, but in, in my, in my estimation, it seems like people are more depressed, uh, suffering more frequently, um, enduring greater hardship. Maybe it's just because we have like a, a, a lens to actually see it because we see it in the news. We see it in social media. We're just like far more aware of it. Um, but in a world where, you know, suicide rates are increasing, where, where people take their own lives and, when you see the stories that like have led people to that place, like to, one person could have like made a huge difference if they had just acted differently, if they weren't so uh, judgmental or if they weren't a bully or, or whatever. So uh, what, what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to communicate is like, especially as Christians, especially as the people who, who claim to follow Christ, like we ought to live like Christ, be holy like Christ, which means that we too are gentle and lowly and that we, uh, you know, care for the people who are who are downtrodden in this world. That we're not, you know, judgmental. That we're not, um, you know, it's it's. I don't. I, literally, well, what's the golden rule, right? Like, treat others the way that you want to be treated. So we could say, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That rule of love your neighbor as yourself, man. I heard that a thousand times growing up. Maybe I didn't fully grasp or understand what it meant. And, and as you guys will soon learn, because we're going to do a, a conversation on Basil, but he literally has in his book on, on social justice, like that, like uh, a really poignant paragraph about what it means to actually love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, one of the points he makes is that like, if you are rich, you are not loving your neighbor as yourself. Um, because to, to, to continue to accumulate wealth, to hoard your wealth, and to not give and share that wealth is to not love the people around you as you would want yourself to be loved. Um, and so like, even in, so what I'm trying to say, I feel like I'm rambling now, but what I'm trying to transition to is like ways that I try to go out into the world and, and do good, but also for my own like mental and physical well-being. Um, I, I'm actually sort of like, I'm super glad that we interviewed Gavin Ortland because that, that conversation, especially where we talked about Anselm's pursuit of joy, like there were just a couple moments in that episode where we talked with him and, you know, we talked about how Anselm, you know, longed for heaven. He longed for the, um, you know, to, to see, to see God, the, the longing of his soul. Um, and how like every good thing is from God. So whether it's, you know, music or the ability to run really fast, like, well, that was humorous. Like, it's just so true. Like I'm thinking about like when I was a kid, like that thrill of running really fast was, was like so much fun. Um, so like, even in conversations like that, like my mind is reoriented. I, I, my, my mind is reshaped into thinking about the things like that, like literally running really fast as being a good, uh, and gracious gift from our father who, who loves us, who cares for us. 
Um, and so like, man, hold on. I'm so sorry. This cat will not stop it. <laughs> Talk for a second. I'm going to kick the cat out of the room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely think too, a lot of what this gets at is the connection that we have with each other because we're like, like you're saying, treat others the way you want to be treated and love your neighbor as yourself. Like we, we are all people who have experienced times of struggle and weariness and suffering again, from the big things like genuine suffering all the way down to the little things of just being worn out. Cause you've just got a big deadline at work or whatever, you know, like it, it, it's obviously less important than, than other things, but those small things are, um, common experiences, you know, uh, that we all experienced in our own circumstances at different times. And it, 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 it really is, I, th I think the, like the heart of what you're saying to me sounds like to, to remind ourselves and it sounds, it, it kind of does sound a little corny, but like all of these things really are opportunities or at least can be opportunities to be reminded of the way that we can be loving each other, the right. way that we can be serving others, because we, we know what it's like to, you know, wake up and just, you, you got 10 things you got to do. And it just, you can't even imagine getting out of bed. Like we've all had days like that probably in the last month, you know, let alone in our lifetimes. And um, to, I don't know, like, I, I don't necessarily have anything good as far as like, how do you go about cultivating this beyond just trying to keep it in mind that um, approaching each other in this way, not assuming that everyone is, you know, suffering a great deal at every moment, but to, to be able to recognize like, life is hard. And I know what that's like. And I know what has helped me and I can if, if we want to do like Paul says to, to have the same mind among ourselves as Christ Jesus and to, to, to hold each other as, as being more important than, than ourselves and to put others first. Um, I think that this is a great way or at least part of a great way to do that is to be um, what's the word conscientious of the right. fact that, that life is hard. And that means that the, the body that we hear so much about, like I think of especially Corinthians and the discussion of spiritual gifts, like the, the interdependence that we all have means that when we are putting each other first, which is made easier when we remember that we're all in the same boat, <laughs> we've all experienced this, we're, we're better able to be aware of and sensitive to the needs and the, the hurts and the um, even just, you know, tiredness of each other. Hmm. We, we can step into that a little bit more because we could be thinking like, how can I serve my neighbor? How can I love my brother and sister? Um, and, you know, like, I mean, Paul said thousands. in Galatians, like bear one another's bear one another's burdens and so yeah. fulfill the law of Christ. Like, yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's and that simple. It it becomes, I think, or at least potentially becomes more concrete when it's like, you know, I, I don't know, like this is this is just me observing. I'm, I haven't had this experience, but like I think there's a reason why people always make meals for uh families who 
give birth to a new child, right? Like, they're like, <laughs> I have not gone through that experience, but I have to imagine that that practice becomes commonplace because everybody understands what it's like to have to cook <laughs> when you <laughs> are dealing with a brand new human, right? And it's, that's a very special occasion that doesn't happen every day, but when it does happen, everyone comes together and gives you meals and offers to, you know, help you out with this or that. And that's the kind of thing, you know, that, that I think, I think at least I'm talking about when it comes to like, we've, we've, we have these, these shared experiences. And even if they're unique experiences, they, what, what is shared is that we all experience weariness. We all get worn out. We've all got too much on our plate sometimes. And that's when we need to be served so that when somebody else has too much on their plate, we can serve them. And I think that that kind of gets to the core of like where, where we could try and find some value or some meaning in weariness beyond just figuring out how to, how to endure our own, but to try to use that as a, as a way, as a, a sort of a sanctifying way to, um, to keep those in our communities, friends, family, um, in our minds and of how we can serve them in, in light of that. Um, and I think that that hopefully is something that, um, everybody can start to, to maybe strive to do more. I know it's something I, you know, in, in throughout this conversation, just, I want to keep more in the forefront of my mind going right. forward rather than just the background or just like sometimes think of it when I see somebody or hear a friend, you know, talking about whatever, like, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of want to challenge myself to like call up one of my friends who has kids, like, and for no reason, you know, not because I know anything about what their schedule is like, just be like, Hey, you know, Wednesday night, you want us to watch the kids or whatever, you know, like things like that. Like I want that to be uh, more of a characteristic thing that I do, I think. Hmm for exactly the reason that like, I know what it's like to just be worn out. <laughs> um, and if, if for no other reason that I know what it's like, it's like, I know also what it's like for to have someone step in and be like, I'll take care of this for you. Or how can I help you? And even to just be there to listen to you, you know? Um, and at this point, I think I'm repeating myself. So I'll stop there. But, but um, I think that that is potentially a really important, uh, intensely practical and really loving way that we can sort of find, you know, take some meaning out of our experience of just, you know, go to work, go to school, we'll do whatever, you know, and, and get worn out. And, uh, and obviously this, this doesn't deny the fact that this, I think ties into the fact that like we need to be, we need to be resting, right? We can't, we can't be loving our neighbor if we're, literally so tired we can't even get out of bed like we need we need to be taking care of ourselves which which is not to not to act in a selfish way but is to follow the way that god set up creation which is which is to to um to have time devoted to rest and worship which um our culture is not very good at and yeah. I, I don't know that i'm very good at it but but i i am aware of its importance so <laughs> i it's worth i think highlighting here but i think that's about 
all I really have to say. Yeah. Um, if you, if you want to, you know, sort of share your, any final thoughts or comments you have. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll wrap this up and, and, you know, I, this has definitely been a more free form. Like we came in with no notes. We're just sort of talking about experience, talking about practical ways in which we can sort of recognize weariness in ourselves and people that are around us. And so like, my only encouragement is like, do some of the things that we've said here, um, you know, go out of your way to help that friend, help that neighbor, even if you don't know them that well. Um, I'm just reminded of like times, I mean, you mentioned one song, uh, another band that I really like that has a, a lot of really good songs that have helped me at different times is the, the band City of Light. Um, their song Christ is Mine Forevermore. There's a line that says, mine are tears in times of sorrow darkness not yet understood through the valley i must travel where i see no earthly good but mine is peace that flows from heaven and the strength in times of need i know my pain will not be wasted christ completes his work in me so that little verse like i remember like hearing this song for the first time in an especially difficult season and just being like struck by the profundity of um those words i mean very simple words but so profound so deep and true um, so, you know, find those songs, find those good and wonderful songs that not only like give you hope, but truly point you to the giver of that good music, the, gov the, the giver of that hope. Um, so yeah, I don't know this, this I, I like conversations like this that are more free form where we can sort of just, uh, you know, go off the cuff and, and talk about like real things. I mean, all the things we talk about are real, but like, this is like, you know, uh, maybe some of our other topics aren't nearly as like boots on the ground applicable, but this is like dealing with the, the dirt and the mire of everyday life. So uh, I like sort of being able to just sort of hash those things out. Um, but we will close more formally with a word of prayer out of uh, the Valley of Vision, which I feel like we haven't done for a while. So this is entitled Refuge. If you have a Valley of Vision, it's page 244. It says, Oh Lord, whose power is infinite and wisdom infallible, order things that they may neither hinder nor discourage me, nor prove obstacles to the progress of thy cause. Stand between me and all strife, that no evil may befall. No sin corrupt my gifts, my zeal, or my attainments. May I follow duty and not any foolish device of my own. Permit me not to labor at work which, uh, which thou wilt not bless, that I may serve thee without disgrace or debt. Let me dwell in thy most secret place under thy shadow, where is safe, uh, impenetrable, impenetrable protection from the arrow that flieth by day, the pestilence that walketh in darkness, the strife of tongues, the malice of ill will, the hurt of unkind talk, the snares of company, the perils of youth, the temptations of middle life, the mournings of old age, and the fear of death. I am entirely dependent upon thee for support, for counsel, for consolation, uphold me by thy free spirit, and I may not think of it to be preserved from falling away. Uh, but may I always go forward, always abounding in the work that thou givest me to do. Strengthen me by thy spirit in my inner self for every purpose of my Christian life. All my jewels I give to the shadow of the safety uh, that is in thee. My name anew in Christ, my body, soul, talents, character, my success, wife, children, friends, work, 
my present, my future, and my end. Take them, they are thine, and I am thine, now and forevermore. Amen. 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 So, want to say thank you for tuning into this episode of the doxology podcast a little different but we hope it was still enjoyable we hope that you uh, benefited in some way if you are weary uh, we just want you to know that we care so if, there, if you ever wanted to reach out if you want to you know let us know we we, we would love that interaction uh, we'll pray for you we'll, we'll do whatever we can to to aid you um, if you know people that are weary we encourage you to go out and 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 help them so uh, if you want to connect with us, if you want to hit us up, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Doxology Podcast. You're also welcome to send us an email at doxologypodcast at gmail.com. We always love feedback, questions, episode ideas. Uh, if you want to buy a t-shirt, feel free to go check out uh, the link in our bio on Instagram and Twitter. You can check those out. Um, today, this episode, uh, the day that this episode drops is Tuesday. Uh, at 11.59 tonight, our giveaway ends. If you haven't entered our giveaway, go check it out. It's on Twitter. It's linked at the top of our uh, the top of our feed. Uh, last but not least, be nice to people and be nice seen. So, peace. See you.